just don't give up, man. That's why in racing anything can happen, and you just keep fighting till the end. And man, you know, I just believe good things happen to good people, and just thanks to everybody who's ever helped me get here. Good evening and welcome to Wingman's Garage. Tonight we are recording from the Nashville ATV Studios, located at 3936 Trousdale Drive. And I just forgot the phone. What? No! How could you forget the phone number? No, actually, you know better than me. The phone number is 615 669 if you want to call her and ask him how to fix your ATV, it's probably better just to bring it on. Bring it, send it. Yes, that. Tonight, we are going to pause and remember the life of Nicholas Hayden. Yes. How life truly was. Yes. That we are, and I guess with that being said, I almost feel kind of weird listening to that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. It's okay. You did good, though. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Can't give you too much crap for you know forgetting the phone number, considering that he doesn't know it. It's okay. But, but anyway, welcome to Wingman's Garage. Um, as always, I'm Chris the Wingman, Daniel the Track Rat, Will the Wrench, Brandon the Flycatcher, <laughs> <laughs> and joining us today we have Stephen. Stephen, I've known Stephen for a little while, and hiding off in the distance over there is SV Will. SV Will. Right. <laughs> Let's get verbal Zvil. proof that you're here. I'm here. Seville. Seville. And, as, and as we already know, behind us, or behind the camera. <laughs> you Thank are. you for changing, man. That was almost bad. <laughs> um, anyways. behind you. You are. Fully backing us. Fully oh, backing us. Wow. Jesus Christ. Thanks for doing <laughs> No time for prayer. Right now. No, no time for prayer. No. Anyway. So uh, it, it's been a it's been a very hard week, terrible week. Um, um, we in the yeah. last episode we had reported that uh, our favorite racer here, arguably our favorite racer in this garage, yeah, is Nikki Hayden, and we had reported the last week that he had been in an accident on his bicycle and was in the hospital, very critical condition. Um, Monday, worse news came, yeah. and we learned that. Nikki Hayden has passed, um, and he has left us here. Uh, a lot of us are still trying to wrap our minds around how and what happened. Yeah. Um, it just really feels surreal that we're not going to watch him race anymore. Yeah, it's he was the one that ninety nine percent of the reason why I started following GPs and why you started following GP mm-hmm. was Nick because I. I've met him a couple of times. We'll tell stories about Nick here soon, but I remember meeting him a couple of times and meeting Earl. I met him, Earl, Rose, the whole family, and I can't begin to imagine what they've what they've gone through this last week. And it, we'll talk about it in a little bit. We'll we'll discuss that, but let's let's remember Nick for what he gave everybody. Right, you know, so I mean, I, he's he's done a lot. In, he did a ton. An entire lifetime of racing. Yeah, I mean, I was a, a hard fought for an unexpected championship. Yes, that's very, right. Yeah. Very hard fought. Um, I was watching that. I'll probably finish watch some more of that season tonight when I get done. I was watching it Monday night, and it was one of those where he was right there, and all the times he needed to be right there, and. That championship was one of those where it was like Rocky versus the Russian. Yeah. You know? I mean, he'd get knocked down and he'd get right back up and fight, keep fighting. And it just, it that endeared him to a lot of people overseas, too. Because he, when he first came over in 03, he got fifth. He was working the year. And it was still the American, quote-unquote. There was, you know, he had Colin, you had John Hopkins. 
in the series as well. John had been there for an extra year or two. He rode the 500s and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, but he came in and he got to jump on the factory Honda, so everybody was kind of like, wait a minute, why is he getting the factory ride? And 03, he proved everybody, hey, guess what? I deserve to be here. I mean, he put a pass on Sete Juvenal in Germany, I think, mm-hmm. that went around the, like, he was at, Sete was going in the corner and Nick was an extra 10 degrees of lean going around him on the outside. And it was one of those deals where you're just like, holy shit, where are you pulling that from? But just, it, the quote from Faster is, you know, he goes, I knew I was in some pretty deep water. And, you know, I was like, I know, I was like, I didn't think I was in too deep, but I knew I was going to have to start swimming fast to keep up. <laughs> so it's just it, that, just the, the smile and the Southern charm and just mm-hmm. the work ethic, it endeared him to everybody. And I can remember in 2006 when Rossi, after Rossi had gone to Yamaha, the uh, head of HRC was saying, who would you like to win the championship? And he goes, I would love Nikki to win. Just a genuinely nice man. Yeah. And that, you look at all of the, everything that's come out with him and everybody, even like people that he never, MV Augusta said, we're all with Nikki right now. Um, I remember 2006 when, Yam- when Nikki won the championship. Yamaha took the two page full color ad saying, mm-hmm. congratulations, Nikki. Yep. In fact, I think I still have that magazine. You probably still Sport Rider. No, it was, a, it was a Cycle News. Cycle, yeah, it was I'm Cycle News. Pretty sure I have it. And just, I don't understand. Okay, so we'll just jump into it. Um, Nick started racing back in the early to mid-90s, mm-hmm. running flat track because early. Yep. Pops did it. Hell, Rose rode. Rose did it, raced a couple of years. His mom raced a couple of years doing powder puff, flat track, and everything else. And, and Earl's Nikki's dad. Earl's Nikki's dad. Yeah. And Earl, the running, the, the joke was, he's like, well, I need to get me a fast girl so I get the bloodlines right. <laughs> so, I mean, he had, you know, he had Nick, Tommy, and Roger Lee, and Jenny, and he has two daughters to it. Jenny, and, oh, it's terrible. I feel awful. But they all raced. Every last one of them raced. And they all did very well. I mean, Jenny was winning. She ended up, she lost interest in seeing her playing tennis and was a decorated high school tennis player, like state champion and all that kind of stuff. She went, I think she got a scholarship to go play college. She played college a little bit. But, I mean, that whole family did incredibly well with whatever they did. And Earl will talk, Earl would talk to anybody. Earl, Earl been owning a huge car lot, will talk to anybody. He doesn't care. And you can really tell he's a car salesman. He's the <laughs> nicest guy in the world. And I can remember him telling story. And Earl had the best stories. And I'll tell some, I'll tell some of the ones that I know. But, and then Nick just coming through with flat track. And everybody was like, I mean, he's like 10 years old. And everybody's like, who is this kid? He's 10 years old running with the experts. And that number, come on, man. Are you kidding me right now? Who is Nikki, Mr. Fast Hayden. Yeah, Nikki, Mr. Fast, Mr. Dirt Hayden. You know, and it's like, who is this kid? What? Really? But then you talk to him for two minutes, and you're like, okay, no. You're, this kid's legit. He's a, yeah, the real deal. A, the real deal. Just a good, just a good guy. Just the, the best in the pack, pretty yeah. much. And, and again, that's something we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. That not only was he a very competitive racer that yeah. would uh, pretty much he, he, his life revolved around racing. Yeah. Uh, I'll get into a little story that I've read about that uh, after this, but not only was he the most dedicated racer out there, he was literally the best guy, best yeah. dude on the track. Um, he'll fight with you. Yeah. He'll go fair and fair and he'll go elbow to elbow, yeah. but he's one of these guys you shake hands and you're done. Yep. So it's. Nicky was like the Pedrosa thing. After he won the championship, he shook hands with Pedrosa. Pedrosa, he's like, I don't care. He helps me at Valencia. I'm good. Helped him at Valencia. Buried the hatchet. Everybody was cool. It's just, God, just, it doesn't, it still doesn't seem real because he, it's, anyway, let's talk about some of his racing stuff. That way I can, that way we can segue into some other stuff. <laughs> So, yeah. but, okay, you're one of your Nikki memories. We'll just well, go around the story and tell Nikki stories. I'll be honest, okay, the whole reason why I even got into MotoGP racing 
was it because of you know all the previous GP uh, racers? It wasn't Schwantz, wasn't Rossi, wasn't Biaggi, wasn't any of these guys. The whole reason I started watching MotoGP was because of Nicky Hayden. Uh, back in the very late '90s, when I started getting into uh, motorcycles, like seriously getting into bikes, uh, nothing. <laughs> Hayden kept popping up in all the magazines I was reading, and you know he was still just getting into it. Um, and then he got on the RC51s for AMA, and uh, that put two things on the map for me: the RC51 and Nikki. All right, right, yeah. <laughs> and almost sat, you know they're synonymous together. Yeah, yeah. wow, synonymous. yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Watching so, him do things on that bike was right. amazing. So I mean, I've always liked the RC, and uh, obviously watching Nikki ride it and beating all the 996s. Oh yeah, yeah, handing the ducks their ass, which I guess doesn't. It's not Surprise hard. anybody. No, it's, it's not really difficult anymore. <laughs> uh, but when he transitioned over into GP, and yeah, I totally started watching, you know, uh, fast. Uh, faster? faster. Yeah, yeah. All of them. Oh, uh, I've got them all. Yeah, I've got I've them got all. I've got them all at the house. So I started watching all that, and he was the guy I always rooted for. It didn't matter where he was in no. the grid. <clears throat> Nikki was my guy. You know, I, I never got the chance to meet him, and I, I, I forever wish I could have. Uh, but I mean, I went so far, dude. I bought his uh, 2005, no, 2006 Laguna Seca. I wanted that replica. helmet so bad. I love that. Helmet. I wanted that helmet so bad. Yeah. Um, and I had always hoped that, especially once I moved here, that I'd be able to go up to Owensboro and catch him and have him just sign it. Hey, you probably gonna run into him here. Probably, but yeah, I wasn't if, traveling yeah. in the same circles. No, like, if, if if in the right area, because they always came down for to Opryland right. for Christmas. Like you, uh, every year they'd be down there, but. It, for me, it was I heard about him and just just through Wira and everything. Else. Hell, him and Tommy got banned for two years <laughs> from Wira because they lied about how old they were. That's like, awesome. like they want to race, but they're they were too young, and they were like, "No, nope, right. you don't get to race for two years till you're old, till you're both old enough." That's awesome. But that's what they went down to CMRA and raced in Texas because they didn't care, but uh, they really didn't. But uh, then they jumped into Wira and. In 1993, on YouTube, you can actually see uh, the 93 Grand National Finals where him and Tommy are racing 125s. And they are. I mean, they get second and third, but Nikki's like 11, if that. Tommy's 12 or 13, and they look mm-hmm. like Ewoks on speeder bikes. <laughs> like, literally. Just, and just, you're watching this as like an 11-year-old kid keeping up with, you know, the top 250 racer in the States. And right. rode Atlanta in the wet. I sent it to I sent it to Dallas and Dallas was like, dude, I was at that race. He's like, I remember hanging out with them in the pits I went in between races. He's like, Dad was racing. I'd go down there and hang out with him. So da- hell, Dallas was hanging out with him when they were kids. Mm-hmm. So it just it just being able to see somebody come up, come through the ranks, and have the opportunities that he had because when he was racing here in Super Sport Superbike. When he jumped on RC fifty one, because again coming from flat track, he gobs of torque, gobs of power, and it, sl- and it would slide really well. Mm-hmm. So, which yeah, especially in the two stroke era, oh yeah, yeah, that's that really helped him be able to slide the rear end through the yeah. corners and stay more upright. He just that RC fifty one fit him, and then he went over and did Suzuka with the Seven mm-hmm. Stars team on it. I don't, I, he didn't crash out. I think who he was riding crashed out, and they didn't end up winning, but. He put in a lot of laps, and he's impressed a lot of the HRs. Because that's, that's why any American goes over there to do Suzuka. It's yeah. coming up. That way you can impress the Japanese brass, because mm-hmm. Suzuka is, the Suzuka 8 Hours is where all of the Japanese manufacturers go to win. That's their home race. That is the biggest one for the Japanese, even over GP. Yeah. Suzuka 8 Hours is their back, you know, backyard, so they, everyone spends a ton of money to win that race. And he went over there and ran in... Did well. They seven the seven stars team qualified on pole. He took off and you know did well, and that got him in the mindset with HRC and HRC kind of picked him up. And then when he moved to GP after winning the Superbike Championship, he was on Honda USA was paying his way, but he ended up fifth. I mean there were I mean there's stories of him when he was racing GP paying for lunch with nickels and dimes. Mm-hmm. I mean they were paying his way to get over there, but he wasn't making a whole lot of money. Yeah, but. Put the time in. That's the thing you'll always hear about him. He wasn't the most talented guy there. Yeah. He, he and he wasn't the fastest. He guy wasn't the either. fastest guy, but he put the work in. When 
A session was open for testing and practice. He was the first one out and the last one back. Yep. And, you know, when he won in 2006, yeah. he even says this. Look, he was up against the best of the, the best. Probably at the time, the yep. deepest grid, yep. except for maybe now. Right. Like, it was that is the deepest grid you'll ever see in GP, yeah. except for maybe this year and last year. You know, and it was just. He just fought through it. He stayed dedicated. He didn't always do good and well, very well in that season, but he had everything, just all the right things happen for him. And he absolutely loved it with the fact that he beat Rossi. Well, and the, the thing is, Rossi was, him and Rossi were buddies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he, when at Estero, when Danny crashed him, mm-hmm. like the first person to come up and congratulate Rossi was Earl. Yeah. Earl walked up and said, Great ride. And yeah. he's like, What? Thank you. Cool. You know, and it's they were always buddies. I mean, Nikki Valentino was talking about it. Nikki came out to the ranch and he goes, "Nikki's still the fastest guy around the ranch on a flat track. Still the fastest guy." Yep. I mean, that's Rossi saying that. So at Rossi's ranch. At yeah, Rossi's at ranch. Rossi's ranch. Yeah, like he's he's like he's still the fastest guy around here. There's no way I could have kept up with him on a flat track bike. There's no way. And it's just it. It's one of those things where. He was the best of us, and it sucks because he was on his way to redoing it, to revamping the, the career. He was about to go. If Hondo could have figured that bike out here in the next couple of months, he'd have been right there. Because he got a win at Aston mm-hmm. in the wet last year. And in a wet race, that's every bike's even at that point. When you win in a wet race, that is on pure talent and pure will, yep. pretty much. And ask Jack Miller. <laughs> yeah, ask, Jeff, ask Kevin Schwantz. Right. Kevin was like, I love racing in the ring because everybody, everybody's bike was equal. But, yeah, it just yeah, – you know, I can go – I've got – we've got Nikki stories, so we'll right. tell some of those stories here in a minute. You know, and even watching him after that 2006 championship, he, yeah. he went to uh, Ducati shortly after that. It wasn't the best move for him, maybe. Maybe not as far as a ride goes, but I'm sure it helped free him up from under Honda. Well, the, the Ducati thing was – the reason why that came about was this is the way that every Japanese manufacturer is from 2000 to now. If an American wins the championship, they don't support him anymore. Kenny Jr. wanted to beat Rossi to the championship in 2000. Came back in 2001, Suzuki didn't do anything. So then Rossi ended up winning the last season on the 500. And so Kenny kind of went off in the weeds because Suzuki just didn't develop the bike. And then when Nikki won in 06 certain political issues came up in Repsol and they designed the bike around Danny. Yep. And Nicky was nowhere because he because the way the rules changed, he couldn't ride the bike the way he needed to go fast. Mm-hmm. But you you find me footage of when Nicky complained about anything, I will give you the title of my BMW. Well there was that one where Pedrosa crashed him. Well, that was that wasn't his fault. Yeah, I'm talking BMW. Shut up. <laughs> but like, complained about the bike not working properly and that kind of stuff. But the Ducati move was they needed he needed a ride at the time, and that was the best opportunity. And honestly, he stayed there because Ducati needed a development rider, and Nikki is the best development rider. In the it bike. will give you feedback he, over yeah. everything. He will bust his ass and just build and help you develop the bike. And when that dried up and he went back to Honda for that year or two on a satellite bike, the bike just still didn't fit him. It did not work because Marquez showed up and they were building the bike around Marquez and Danny. And mm-hmm. Nikki, Nikki's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's bigger than Danny and Mark. But I, it just. I'll tell you this. Watching Nikki throw a hyper motard around the track. Oh, my beautiful God. Thing. That, watching Absolutely him, beautiful. The footage from him when him, Tommy, and Roger went one, two, three at spring. Where was it? It was, a, it was a TT race somewhere. And he wanted, he busted, and he was still racing Superbike at the time. And he he's always said his happiest podium was when him, Tommy, and Roger were one, two, three mm-hmm. on the podium at that flat track. And it's just, you you just see the utter joy. Because Tommy comes up behind him, gives him a, slaps him on the back, and here comes Roger, they're all going crazy. And I'm like, can you, it was a Hayden podium. It mm-hmm. never happened before, it'll never happen again. And just, it, just the utter joy that it, he showed when he won and he rode, and just, uh, mm-hmm. it was just fun to watch. It was fun to see somebody that happy, yeah, riding and racing. Because you, you get the personalities of like, oh, I'm here at the track, 
Rick Nikki was like, my vacation was going to the racetrack. Yeah. He's like, I just want to get to the track. I love being here. He's like, we didn't go to the like talking mm-hmm. to him faster. Or uh, the Doctor Tornado Kentucky Kid. Right. That movie. That movie. Well, like, like Roger was saying, and he actually yeah, posted something. Oh god, something. that that was awful. Yeah. Um. He'd come home from a race from actually the day after he won the championship in 2006. He woke up that morning, got Roger out of bed and said, let's go ride some bikes. Let's get on the bicycle. Yeah. 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 Rode bicycles for the rest of the day. Rode bicycles Uh, and then probably went and did about 30 laps at Sunset. Yeah. He'd come home as a kid from doing flat track. And instead of falling asleep like every other kid would probably do because they're tired, yeah. he's sitting there writing notes about this stuff in a notebook about yeah. what the, he did in the race and what he could do to improve. It, uh, it's it's a different mentality that he was just completely just absorbed by what he was doing. Beyond dedicated to the craft. And you can tell. I mean, you can always tell. Like, the guys that have talent, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not dedicated to it, it's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. It's, you, the hard work is where it pays off. And... God, he put in work. Mm-hmm. Sunset, I mean, the footage from him at Sunset Downs, the race running with JD and Jake and all those guys, yep. I it just, you're laughing at him because he's like, are you serious? This is all you got? I'm 35 years old. Shut up. Keep up. You know, you guys are a bunch of 25-year-old kids. Come on. I'm 10 years older than y'all. But. Yep, and watching him throw around Supermoto was fun. Oh, he ran the X Games. Yeah. He got fourth in the X Games when they were still doing Supermoto. Like, he should have won that race, but I, anyway. <laughs> but it's just. The, the YouTube video, the Nikki Hayden Supermoto YouTube video. Oh, that old school video. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this old is school. old school video. Like, it's him and Max Biaggi and a couple of, like, local yeah, guys. MTV yeah. production or something, wasn't it? No, this was like, he just, they just showed up and somebody was filming. It, they, yeah. did, they did a MTV series, but you can't find it anywhere. Yep. I remember I when they were following him about Wheeling that. Stoppy. Yeah. Making the turn, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's it's supermoto madness. We'll put, I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put that up. Madness. Oh, Wait. and also, if you're watching us live and you're submitting questions, yeah, my yeah. phone's not letting me do anything to figure. We're actually not recording from my phone tonight. Yeah, we're on my uh, phone. Wait, I just saw something from Casey Manis. He says he grew up near Owensboro and was lucky to meet Nikki a couple of times. Most recently at Indy in 2015. Yeah, he's a great man, and he will be missed. And yes. we definitely agree. He was. Again, I've got some. We'll tell some Nikki stories here in a minute. It's kind of sad. Yeah. My podcast. I can't even go watch the video. What the heck is wrong with you, man? I don't know. Where are you? Brandon's phone now. Yes. Brandon hey. for the rescue. Everybody likes to use my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we keep you around. <laughs> it's only week two, man. <laughs> so you're saying there's going to be more? Hey, whatever you're paying me, you're going to have to double it. Um, what's, what's we'll talk about this later. Dan doesn't know what he's getting paid either. Yeah, paid? What's that? Right. I've been here for almost every episode. I'm not getting paid. What the hell? Right. But I mean, it costs me, boss. Yeah, it, it does, does, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I guess we've kind of talked a lot. We've about talked a bunch. Does anybody in the general audience, in attendance, want to say anything about yeah. Nikki? Let me tell you a story about an 11 year old Nikki on a 125. Yep. Right. So back in my motorcycle mechanic institute days, I'm sitting in Honda class, and uh, I forgot the exact instructor's name, but he goes, we're sitting there, and I think like the first week is basically like you sit in the classroom, like you go over what you're about to do in the in the labs or whatnot, and uh, he goes, all right, if we finish all this, I'm going to show you a video of an 11 year old kid passing on the outside in my prime because this dude raced Honda Hawks. Oh yeah, like what, what was it? It was it was an eighty nine. Yeah, eighty nine Hawk. Yeah, yeah. Also, like great bike. Actually, that's what Steve raced for years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was the class. That was that the was, bike. That was the class. So I think I'm pretty sure this instructor took home um, whatever uh, championship, championship, yeah, whatever yeah. championship it was that he was in. But he was from Kentucky, and this particular clip that he showed us was at a um, a track in Indiana. And he goes, watch this 11-year-old kid pass me on the outside. What? 11-year-old kid comes around, passes him on the outside on a 125, and he goes, that was Nicky Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going, oh, my God. Yeah. Right. We're like, how did you get this footage on the big screen? Yeah. This is like 2006. We are like, what did you film this with? Were you reeling this? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how big the camera was after this helmet. There's a, yeah. there's a guy in the back cranking it. That's what <laughs> <Yeah. it is. laughs> 
It's yeah. like the old Steve McQueen picture with the camera that's right? taped to the helmet. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. You imagine how difficult it was to film on any Sunday. The first know. one. Dude, that... Yeah. Jesus, it's... I've seen some, like, the rigs and that stuff they have for that movie. Yeah. God, the, the, the camera weighed 80 pounds. And lots of duct tape. Yes, lots and lots of Lots of it. But... I... Just Randy, the, you got anything for us? You gotta go for it. <laughs> <laughs> His uh, check had hit, so he's not going to talk till the check hits. It's still drying. Yeah. It's in the mail. My agent said, uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My agent said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you accept PayPal? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. It's, 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 it's funny. I was watching, I've been, as when, uh, any celebrity that, uh, that I follow, Passes. I um, I saturate myself with uh, information, you know, mm-hmm. videos. Uh, you know, last week when we left here, um, I, we woke the next morning to find. I know this isn't about music, but mm-hmm. uh, being a music lover, uh, one of my favorites passed. You know, mm-hmm. woke up the next morning to find Chris Cornell had passed. Yeah, and uh, so I'm soaking in all that, and then mm-hmm. a couple of days later. You know, Nikki's gone, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so I've been watching a lot of the the old races, the old video, and uh, just to hear <clears throat> to hear him tell stories after the fact. You know, you go, man, where was I then? Yeah. Why did Why did I wish I had seen this right then? You know, um, but uh, I, unlike you guys, um, I wasn't always a Hayden fan. Yeah. Um, he was an American, uh, you know. I, I was like, man. At the time when I started watching that, it was it was, it was Hayden uh, Edwards yeah. and Hopper. uh, Hopkins. Yeah. Hopkins. And I was like, wow, man, three Americans in in yeah. MotoGP. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. And this guy's just you know a state away from us. You know, he's my he's my neighbor. Yeah. Right. So I, I I really found that pretty cool. But uh, you know, man, I, I've been one attracted to uh, the the style and the personality of, of Rossi. You know, there's no denying that. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, it's it's like I say, I, I've saturated myself with uh, with Hayden videos, and you know, it's funny. Of course, I'm going to go here. Um, he was talking about when he came on. You know, people are like. So, uh, what's with that number? Oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, I know everybody wants a kinky story about that number on there. He said, but that's, you know, like we talked about last week. Yep. That's, uh, you know, because my daddy Earl ran it, and he was upside down half the time. Yeah. <laughs> but now ain't no kinky story behind that one. Yeah. Everybody wants a small kinky story, but I'm yeah. sorry. You can always tell who he is. Yeah. He's right side up or upside yeah. down. But, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, I enjoyed watching him. Um, and, you know, it... it it, it's been tough watching them the last few years. We I keep hoping, mm-hmm. come on, Nicky. You know, I mean, you, you, I pull for him. You know? yeah, yeah, come on. We always and, do. Yeah, you hope you hope he's going to get a, a a better ride at some point. You know, and you blame it on the ride. You go, man, come on, man. They got to give him something. Yeah. They got to give him something. Yeah. Um, so, I've just enjoyed watching him. You know, continue to run. Yeah. And uh, you know, like you say, you know, I I complain more about his equipment. Probably than he ever did. You're right. You know, it's I think like, we all do. It's like, yeah. it's like whatever team he was on, he was like the also ran. Yeah. You know, I, we got this guy that we expect to run for the championship. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, you got a championship? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, but um, he just, he just, uh, I guess, I guess anybody that was a teammate of him would say he was mm-hmm. man, the best teammate you always ever had. Yeah. You, know? you always hear he's just a good guy. Yeah. Of course, he had some hard breaks too, yeah. especially in his last year in GP when he was riding for uh, Team Aspar. Yeah, it was right? the last of the Pullman Baron yeah. Aspar. <laughs> and uh, which one? It was, was Drive? The energy drink pulled yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. At the last minute. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how do you how do you do that to your guy, your teammate? Man? Love those leathers, though. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, those so Love the colors. <laughs> Paniel, the guys, mm-hmm. the guys that created my the jacket, the gear company that I'm really into, they did the design work on that bike. So, they did the livery and everything. They designed the leather colors. They awesome. did everything. Yeah. So you remember my CBR 1000? The blue, blue one? one? Yeah. I was actually patterning the patterning the whole paint scheme off oh, of that bike. If you could have done that. that oh. And it was as I'm painting it. Yeah, they just left. Yeah. 
Well done. <laughs> yeah. But no, that was, um, I remember seeing a picture of him because they always, they spent the summers and they spent, you know, up till about Christmas in Kentucky. And right after Christmas and New Year's, they moved, they had a house in California and they'd go there and train for mm-hmm. the, the months up to. Um, when it was cold. When it was cold <laughs> here, they'd go train there, go ride bicycles, train, ride dirt bike, do flat track out there when it was warm and do it all the time. The, the best picture. Apparently, M7 or Drive or whatever it was, was rather well funded. There's a shot of Nikki cleaning the, he had just finished cleaning the dirt bikes. There's a flat black Uricon sitting there, a brand new Lambo. He's washing that too. And I'm like, Nikki's doing all right. He's good. And there's a picture of him and he's sitting there and he's sitting there next to him. Got a, you know, he's all puffed up. Like, yeah, he's got the M7 uh, front license plate on the car. I'm like, all right, cool. Nikki's doing okay. But yeah. it just... And then all of a sudden... And then all of a sudden they pull. But whatever. But I just... You got any stories? You got any memories of him? Stories. I, I, read some, I did read something today uh, about that number 69. And I understand the brothers fought over that number. Yeah. Viciously. <laughs> yeah. I think Nicky actually ended up... He won a race at a flat track race and ended up... Yeah. That was his number from then on. Yeah. Nice. And the, the funny thing, Earl talking about it when they train. Mm-hmm. Like he, and he'd have a clipboard... And he'd have he'd have the lap times and everything. He'd write the lap times down and they'd race. And uh, Nikki had the lap the, tr- the lap record going one way, and Roger Lee had it going the other way. <laughs> and he goes, we'd, if we'd get done, they'd get back from school, we'd get the bikes out, and they'd go race. And whoever won the race got the checkered flag, and they got to do the victory lap. And he goes, I'd have to hold the other two back to keep from tackling that one. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, that's that's the way it went. That's awesome. Yeah. And just it just hearing the stories that Earl tells and. Just huh, like Nikki was talking about it, and he goes, "They, they didn't fix like just the fam- the sacrifices that that family did to get them where they're at." He's like, "They didn't fix the roof. The roof was leaking before Daytona, and they didn't fix the roof because they needed. I need like we had to get tires. They bought tires instead of fixing the roof. It's like we got buckets all over the house, and it's pouring down rain. But they bought tires and everything else, and it's just just the hard work that everybody put in with that and." Mm-hmm. The whole family was always there to talk to you. Could you imagine growing up in that family? Don't get me wrong. I'm oh. incredibly thankful for my upbringing. <laughs> but Jesus. could you imagine? The the amount of shit talking I know that went... Because they all shared a room. Oh, yeah. They all lived in this... Like, all three of them shared a room at the time when they were growing up. So it's like... Did you imagine the shit talking going on? Yeah. Just... I mean, <laughs> you'd never hear any of them say it. But you know that, like... when. Doors are closed. Everybody's laying there going to bed. You know somebody's running about. And it's just, you know. Tommy Lee. Yeah. I'm going to smoke your ass, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. I got you next time. But you shut up, Nikki. I'm tired. I'm going yeah, to bed. Yeah. But, I still got your ass. Yeah. But, I mean, and just the work ethic that they got from being from Owensboro. And, I mean, hell, I, you got them. It's just, like, the, the, the crazy thing is. There's a whole clan of another generation coming from Owensboro. Mm-hmm. You got JD, mm-hmm. you got Jake Lewis, you got Hayden Gillen, yep, who's Hayden. actually Nikki's cousin. I remember when Hayden just started racing and it was the US. Uh, There's the Red Bull, US it was the GT. KTM Cup. Yeah. yeah. And uh, look at him now, dude. Hayden's got the track record in Bowling Green. He was like 12 when he started. Hayden's got the track record at NCM. I was there <laughs> when he did it. I was like, because I've told this story, he just showed up. Hayden Gillum, I didn't know who it was because I couldn't see him because he was always passing somebody. And I was on the wrong side of the track. And I'm like, who in the hell is this? Because he was flying. And I was like, and I came back through and I finally caught I was like, oh, that's why. It's Hayden Gillum. Okay. But I can remember being at, this is this is going way back. I'm at National Super Speedway in 2005. Way back. Way back. Sport bike track time weekend. Somebody rolls up on a race plastic out Honda. No numbers, nothing. Just showed up. And he's in, you know, just basic leathers and a awry and everything else. And he comes out. This dude is rolling. I mean, I've never seen anyone go this fast at this racetrack at the time. Ever. Just flat flying. And I'm going, who in the hell? I mean, we, there's no way I can tell who this guy is because there's no markings on the bike. Nothing. I can tell the bike isn't really stock because the exhaust note. And it was, it's pulled like a freight train down the front straight. And I'm like, who in the hell is this? So I finally get out, and Phoenicia, the lady that I work for when I'm corner working, 
has corner worked for Weiras for forever, from like the late 80s, I guess. And I'm like, who is this guy? Do you know who this is? She goes, oh, I know who that is. I go, I'm at lunch. She goes, I'll tell you at the end of the day, because he's leaving after he gets done. I'm going to tell you then. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. He comes back there. He's done at like 3 o'clock. I'm like, okay, and he leaves. We're talking. I'm like, who was that? She goes, how's Nikki? I went, what? She goes, yeah, how's Nikki Hayden? He was in town. He called me. He was like, hey, is it cool if I come down? I was like, yeah, come on. Just showed up at a sport bike track down. I just want to come ride. Just blitzed everybody and left. I was just like, who was that? <laughs> yeah, literally. I was like, who in the hell is Because you can usually tell, like at a, at a track day or whatever, you can usually tell the pros that show up if they're doing testing mm-hmm. because they're miles faster than everybody. Right. It's a very blatant. Like, you can tell, like, an advanced group, you can tell who the racers are and who the really fast track day guys are because mm-hmm. the racers are usually way out front. Yeah. And then you get, like, the semi-pro guy. Like, Jeff May will show up or something like that, and you're like, I mean, you know how that is. Oh, Jeff yeah. May shows up and just blitzes everybody on, like, a 600, and you're like, what the, what just happened? <coughs> and then Nikki rolls in, just blitzes everybody, mm-hmm. deuces out, and leaves. You're like, what the, really? Really? Okay. <laughs> but just, he do, he, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, literally would just kind of throw his stuff in the back of a truck and come down. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's crazy. Just uh, randomly show up. I was, you know, I was living in Bowling Green. I was, this is funny. He had just won the, ch- the, champ- the Superbike Championship. And I'm up there and hanging out with some friends. We're kind of bouncing from party to party. And where we were, it's Sorority Row. So all the sorority houses are all next door to each other for a good five, six long, right? We're hanging out, talking to some friends, and this tour bus rolls up. We're like, who's in a tour bus? Like, why is there a tour bus sitting out in front of this, all the sorority houses? couple of guys come off and I'm like I'm not paying attention to who it is because I'm hanging out with friends drinking or whatever and three guys walk through and they're not the tallest guys in the world Tom, and Tommy's about my height Nikki's about five and a half feet tall and Robbie's really short and I'm like who who are these guys and Nikki's Relatively. the tall one no Tommy's the tall one <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nikki's right there in the middle and I go and I'm, and I'm like who in the wait a minute I was the only one that knew who they were they walked through, hung out for a minute. I didn't just say hi, and they left. And when they left, everybody knew. Yeah, it, well, no, <laughs> they didn't say anything, but it was like they kind of hung out for a little bit and then left. And I was like, what the sh-? I was like, what just happened? I'm freaking out because I'm the only person who knew they were. And I'm like, what, what the? Damn it, I could have talked to him. But then the next Nikki story I have, in Bowling Green at least, we're hanging out. I'm at a bar because a buddy of mine's playing. And I'm walking through, and there's like, the way this bar was, there's the stage, and there's the bar, and there's a downstairs there, you can go down and play pool or whatever. So we pull it, I'm walking through, and I look over, and there's a guy sitting at the bar with his arm in a sling. And I'm like, how long here? And I go, who? That's not Nikki, is it? Because this is done, it, year's done, he's just had collarbone surgery. I'm like, that's not him. And I go, wait a minute. So I walk back through. You know, go downstairs, grab a drink, come back up. I look over and I'm like, that is Nikki. Holy shit. So I walk over. All the guys, everybody, it's raining right now. And everybody that rode just like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, about Everything's getting wet. Weather said it wasn't raining until 1130. (laughs) All bikes are equal in the rain. Yeah, all bikes are equal in the rain. The exercise of the house, boys. Yeah. Go get, if you've got gear, go get get gear. So continue your story while so, I'm sitting there and I walk through everybody deuced out except Will Will's going to the bathroom. But but so beer. Beer. Burp. But so we're walking through and I look at it and I go, that's Nick. So I literally I walk up, I stand next to him, I go, Nick, I'm not gonna blow your spot up, I'm not gonna freak out. That and I know you just got a collarbone surgery. You don't want anybody to like, you know, give you a high five or whatever. I go, congratulations on everything. Best of luck to you next year. Bartender, put whatever, put one of whatever he's drinking on my tab. He goes, oh yeah, thanks, man. I'm like best of luck to you. We'll see you later. And nicest guy in the world. I probably should have sat there and talked to him for 20, 30 minutes, but I won't get a buggy because it was him and his buddy. So. Um, but yeah, nicest guy in the world. He Will's in there right now. Hang on, but uh, <laughs> and you know it's crazy to see. Well, not really crazy because considering who he is, yeah, 
how many people he's touched <coughs> oh my God. around the world. Formula I mean, One, Ferrari yeah. Formula One was sitting there condolences. Yeah, Haas, every, like force, like Formula One teams were reaching out to his family. Mm-hmm. MV Augusta reached out. <coughs> Yamaha, everybody that was in the racing in Europe reached out, yeah. and it's that much how big of an impact he had on the paddock, and how just a good guy yeah. he was. And just about almost. Well, I'm going to say probably about 60% of the people on my my Facebook feed just blowing up just random memories of yeah. of Nikki or pictures. Um, Red Spade, she posted yeah. a picture. Red Spade uh, posted, I mean, I think she hung out with him one, a couple of times and just hung out, yeah. hanging out just because of the connection uh, she had. Our friends over at Creative Writing, the podcast there, and his last episode almost brought yeah. me to tears just yeah. listening to his voice in the beginning. Yeah. And he had, he had just found out about Nikki's accident. Yeah. Not the worst news. Yeah. Like, it's it just... Yeah. It's... With Nick, and it's just with Nick, it's... Dallas and I have been talking back and forth. Just Dallas actually got to hang out with him when they were kids. Because Dallas is... Da- hey, did you get it? Maybe? <laughs> he don't know. He just wants to see if you're awake. <laughs> yeah. I'm awake. Next door... No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Trust so, me. It's so perfect. Dallas and so, yeah, Dallas and I are checking back and forth. Dallas was always at the races because Pops was racing. He was what? Pops was racing. His dad was racing. Oh, I thought you said he was always the racist. Shut up. I'm sorry, man. It's no. Just, it's know, okay. If I heard it from here, then I just want to make sure... That yeah, you're fine. You need the right thing. We're going to have to get some Q-tips, clean your ears. <laughs> Damn. Oh, anyway, my apologies. Uh, you're fine. I'm going to leave. <laughs> he didn't yeah, where's that brake cleaner at? <laughs> what a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Dallas and I were talking back and forth. Dallas got to hang out with him when they were kids. Like hanging out in the pits and everything. So, I mean, Dallas kind of grew up around Nick. Mm-hmm. And Tommy and all of them. And just, <coughs> like, him and I, Dallas and I talking back and forth trying to make sense of it. And it just, yeah, you can't. You really can't make sense of it because it's so senseless and it's so... All the crashes he had, all the all the races at Mugello and Phillip Island, and all the fast tracks that he'd been to, doing 220 on an RC211 at Mugello and everything else, and it's something as mundane as a bicycle ride, as yeah. a training ride. And it, my, and it breaks my heart. He just got engaged. Yeah. They were months away from getting married. And just... And all the rumors that were circling around him in 2006, oh, Nikki's getting married and all something. You know, the guy from the guy that runs Superbike Planet called him. He's like, "What's the deal?" He goes, "Dude, I don't need a girlfriend. I'm racing. I don't need that." Right? Shut up. <laughs> gets in the way. It gets in the way. And he's like that. The quote from Kentucky Kids. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to be a panic playboy. You know, yeah. I was like, you got guys that sit there and chase skirts. I'm not there to do that. I'm there to win races. Yep. You know, it's like so singularly focused on that, and then he got it, and the pictures of him just. In tears on that victory lap. Yes. Yeah. And I, um, I've never seen anybody yeah. that like happened that, like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, it's Matt Oxley wrote about it, and he's the he's won the Isle of Man. He writes for Motorsport Magazine over in England. He goes, I've never stayed. Because if Rossi would have won, it would just been another trophy on the mantle. When right, Nick, right. He goes, when Nicky won it, it was, it was a lifelong drive and a lifelong goal that had been finally realized yeah. everybody it, yeah. w- it was a pursuit it was a yeah. bedtime story yeah. from his dad every night yes yep. it was it was yellow smoke in celebration of a championship yeah. that he stole yeah he, yeah he took I mean like I said I'm a Rossi guy mm-hmm. so am I Nikki yeah. Nikki was able to to, to just he, just snatch it away yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it was it was one of those things that was it was so delicate. Yeah, yeah. there's a there's a a movie reference. Uh, Rome. It, you just have to whisper. Yeah, yeah. And it, it can it can be gone. Gladiator reference. It's good for you. Yeah. That's another very, one that I haven't good. used. But it, oh. it was it was it, he was he was there was a consistency in the season. Didn't win a lot of races. No, no. But he, but was, he was there. He was yeah. there. He was there. And you know, like this weekend, Rossi could have won, and I think Rossi mm-hmm. was going for the win to, to yeah. do a dedication. Yeah, uh, right. that, that's that's. What I'd heard later, but uh, you know, Rossi could have. All he had to do was stay on the bike. Yeah, and you know, it's just one of those things, man. And, and it's not. He didn't win because Rossi crashed. He won because what he did through because the of season. The yeah. Rossi just happened to crash also. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, can you imagine? That just sealed the deal. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the whole world is expecting mm-hmm. the championship here, and yeah. you go, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, no. This Appreciate guy gets that. it this yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. racing. Yeah. Yellow, yellow smoke going across, and, and, right. and, and he's an American champion. Yeah. You know, and, so, and shamelessly. Yeah. yeah, showing his enthusiasm. Yeah, you know, there's no reason not to. It right. was on. It wasn't just showboating. It was honest. <laughs> that was, that was that, that that's just all pure. Just, you said like yeah. 18 times. Work, work, work. Yeah. He worked. He worked. It's like imagine yeah. working as hard as you can for as long as you have, and all of a sudden having everything you've ever worked for just suddenly materialize right there. Yeah. Uh, I want to read a little bit of what Roger. Roger, if you're listening to this. One, our biggest condolences. Oh we God. love you. We love your family. We love Nikki. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow your words here because this is just fantastic stuff, and uh, I might get a little teary. Yeah. Um. So this was a picture, and we posted this earlier on Facebook. Yeah, I, page. I put it up there right uh, after he released. It's a picture of Nikki grabbing Roger by, <laughs> by the back of the head, yeah. and he's screaming in joy, and he's yelling, "It's still your year, trip." Now the Roger writes. That this picture is special to me because after some bad luck and looked like your world title was over, I grabbed you just like this and told you it was still your year. And that this was the first thing that you did to me when I saw you after the podium. Yeah. Or at the podium. No, at, that's at the podium. Yeah. Yelling. Say it to me. Tell it, tell it back to me. Say it back to me. Say it back to me. This is your year trick. Yeah. And yes, I did say trick. That was his that, nickname that, with the brothers. Yeah. Like, literally, that is pulling in two part Fermat yeah. after the run. Because he ended up third, yeah. which is all he needed because <laughs> Rossi tucked the front yeah. going into turn one. And in the lead up to that race, everybody's sitting there thinking Nikki's going to roll over. Oh, it's Rossi. He's going to try. No. <laughs> they, no. You don't they were a champion. They, they were roll, they, going through turn one at the start because Rossi qualified on pole and Nick was fourth. He was on the second row. Nikki got a hell of a start, and he dove in, and he's elbow to elbow through turn one with Rossi. He's like, "No, nah, you ain't taking no." Yeah. Like that's going out. That's, out. that's the that's the no. the fighter in him. Yeah. It was. Like, We're gonna finish the race every, yeah. as a race. We, he yeah. fought tooth and nail for everything, and that's what that's what you need. Yeah. Like literally, you just you just got a tooth and nail, scratch and crawl to what mm-hmm. you needed. He was the epitome of. It wasn't a job. No. Ever. You know, like some of the races we've seen in other Na- segments, segments of the races. Even now, yeah. It's, it's, it's just a job. It's just a job, so I do the best I can because it's my job. Yeah. No, this was his... This was more than just a passion. It made it... it this made, was literally his life. There's a there's a Brett Favre quote, and I'm not a huge football fan, but Brett Favre's quote, it was, you get paid for all the PR and all the practicing and watching the film and all the crap you've got to go through. And all the workouts. If you can't play football for free because you love it, you don't need to be doing it. Exactly. That is how I saw Nick. They yeah. still call it playing a game, yeah. not working a game. Yeah. That's like it's that's the same that's the thing you see with Nick. He put all the work in with PR and testing mm-hmm. and everything, did all the workouts, did everything to make himself good. And it just looked like he could he would have raced for free. Because yeah. he was that happy about it and he just loved it so much. Yeah. And just the again, that victory lap with him. That's just, just just the joy and the utter yeah. just you can't say like that's I had that as my screen uh, my background on yes, my screen for yeah. years yeah and that was and, and Earl yeah oh yeah Earl yeah. Earl yeah. hanging on for yeah. dear life after yeah. after around that was that, to me the first thing he does is grab his dad and throw him on the back of the <laughs> that, was it, that was that yeah. was that was Laguna and he wasn't supposed to do that <laughs> because he's like because when he won that race at Laguna in 05, mm-hmm. he goes. He goes, we did a victory lap at Flat Track. That's just the way we did. Yeah. Like, if you watch it, he's pulling in and he's grabbing Dad, he's grabbing Earl. He's like, come on, come on. And they grabbed the, he grabbed the American flag right out. And he grips onto him. And as you see him leave, you see the guys trying to pull him in the winter circle. He just went straight through. Yep. He's like, nope, I'm taking this victory lap. He took a victory lap. And again, Earl's hanging on for dear life. He's no, scared no, shitless. He's like, ah! So it's like, literally, you see, look, look at the picture. Nick's just like, okay. Earl's like, like I've gone fast, but this yeah. is the fastest I've gone. Like, oh, no, I mean, on top of that, I don't have my helmet. Yeah, <laughs> on top of the fact, he's on the back and he's sitting on an 800 degree exhaust right now, so it probably wasn't the coolest thing in the world. I can yeah. almost imagine after that was all said and done, son, you did good. Don't that ever, was fun. I'm gonna whoop your ass. Don't ever get sick ever again. <laughs> when like when when at, when he won the championship, 
That's on the back side of the track for Earl. Yeah. So Earl literally ran out of the paddock and took off. So that's a good half mile run easy where he's at. So and Earl's not the youngest guy in the world, especially. But hey, your boy oh, just God, won. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't. You got all imagine. the energy. You could yeah, ever you know need. when when a kid don't go to sleep until you, until you tell him that he just beat everybody. Yeah, all, all everybody. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah and and and. Little Nicky Hayden beats Giacomo Agostini. Yeah. You know, right? well, well, now when he's got the championship, you, you go meet him where he is. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. But it's just like, the, and then it just, again, the utter joy seeing him and all the time that he had for fans. When he was at Barber, what was it, two years ago? When he, yeah, it was like two years ago, he showed up for the Superbike race around one of the vintage bikes. And literally, I've got a picture, I'll put it up. Hey, what are you doing? Huh? What? Oh, I was like, well, I am wondering what you're doing. There. But um, <laughs> oh, I gotcha. But there, I've yes, got a picture. Get, get another one. Get another one. <laughs> I've got a picture of if you don't have one, get him one. seeing Phoenicia the lady. Like stopped everything, gave her a mm-hmm. hug, and talked to her. He's full leathers mm-hmm. and everything else. So, like literally, he all the people he remembered from the old days stopped and talked to him all the time. It didn't matter. Um, and then, oh God, just. Seeing him just playing on a flat track at Sunset Downs now. Oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. I don't need one. But I was talking, and I was talking to Dallas about it, and I told him I was like, you know, because we're all kind of taking it our own way. And I told Dallas we've lost, we've lost our general. Mm-hmm. The enlisted men are mourning the loss of their leader, and it was. That came out. I was like, "Where the hell did that come from?" And then I posted something. Like, literally, I was like, "Where did like I what? Yeah, did it come from you?" I was like, that, <laughs> "I said it. I typed it out. It came out of my brain." And I'm like, "Where in the hell did that come from?" And then it was I, like, "You've got my like, my phone's right there." Damn it! But it was more. It was, he asked me, you know, what what was the deal? And I was like, "He showed us that through with talent, hard work, and a humble heart, you can do anything." And he was the guy that we wanted to teach our kids to be like. Put the work in. And we wanted like we wanted other people to be like this, but they would never be able to because they weren't him. Mm-hmm. And it was that's why the outpouring of support and everything else has come from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Because it was he was a humble guy. He was successful. He had a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. And I don't get tore up usually when celebrities pass. I don't, it doesn't really, I see celebrity as you've got a really, you, you're a normal guy or you might be a little eccentric, but you've just got a really cool job mm-hmm. and you've gotten very successful and everyone who is very successful at any job is always compensated well for it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're the top of your game, if you're the top professional there, you are paid like a top professional. And that's where a lot of our society sees money and being Rich and wealthy and powerful, that is success. Whereas, I guess it's changing kind of now, where how you treat people and how people, how you respect people is kind of changing back to that. And Nikki was the top of that. Treated everybody properly. Never heard a negative word come out of his mouth. Unrequited. Like, if you did something to him, he's going to say something, but he's not going to say it in public. Mm-hmm. Like, the Danny's the Danny yeah, Pedrosa yeah. yeah Danny Pedrosa story. He's sitting there at the motorhome in Esterville. And Earl's sitting there. He's half leathers. He's got it. You know, all his, he's still sitting in his leathers, but he's got his shirt off and he's just sitting there, just stewing mad. <laughs> race is over. Race is almost over, and all of a sudden you hear a banging on the door, and Earl's sitting in there with him. Earl looks out the window and he says, "It's Danny." He looks up. He's sitting on the couch and the, and the couch of the motorhome. <laughs> The table, the stove is right there in front of him. There's a big butcher knife about that long sitting right there on there. And he looked up. He looked at that butcher knife and he looked over at Earl and goes, Don't let that son of a bitch in here. <laughs> Earl walks out, looks at Danny, and goes, You really don't want to go in there right now. <laughs> Danny's going to talk to him and goes, No, you, no, you do. You, you want to give it some time. And the outpouring of support, Dale Jr. and Jimmy Johnson had 69 yeah. on their cars yeah. this past weekend. Wow! Yes, everyone. I guarantee, and we will have. We're going to have some stuff that we're going to do just for our support and everything, and we'll throw it out there. We won't charge anything. It's going to be just something as our 
just as our fandom and everything else, just to put it out there. You um, know, and that being said, uh, we've been talking about Nikki a whole lot. And we talked about the brothers and Earl. And honestly, as hard as it is for us, I yeah. can only imagine what it's like for his family oh, right now. Uh, there isn't, I don't know what we can do, but if there's anything we can do here at the garage, if you're listening to us, Please let us know what we can do. There is a there's something going on right now. They've got the Nikki teddy bears. Yes, where there's that. There's that. Any money that is spent on those goes directly to the family. Yeah. Um, I will. I'll find the link. Yeah, and post it. And please. post it. But it's another. It's just the outpouring of support. Just and everybody loves that family. And supposedly there's a uh, ride up or, or uh, yeah, there's something, something going, going on, on Friday. Friday. Yes. Okay. No one's brought. Yeah, it's it. I'm not gonna be able to go. No, um, but we'll you and I. We'll all talk here yeah. later. Um, you know. That being said, we have things like this happen all the time in the areas yeah. we're we're all in. Everyone that's listening, we we all lose people we on just motorcycles. Day, actually, we lost several people in the last couple of days. Yeah, um, and don't get us wrong. We're not just talking about this just because it's Nikki Hayden. We are talking about because this is Nikki Hayden we're talking yeah. about. Uh, for most of us, he's one of our heroes. Uh, he he honestly, unfortunately, is the first of my heroes to pass. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. Yeah, it's not... that He was... Hero is such a... Hero's a word that's thrown around it, so much. It is, but truly, he is someone that he, I looked up to as not just a writer, but a person. But obviously a writer, because that's what we do. Yeah, that's how we know. But just, and that, I can't imagine what Jackie's going through, his fiance. I I cannot. They were three months away from getting married. Three months. Like, I, I just, I can't even begin to fathom what they're going through right now. Right. Yeah, and, I think about that. Think about Earl. Earl yeah. didn't even Earl didn't even get to go to Italy. Right. Earl was in the hospital with heart problems. Mm-hmm. Earl didn't get yeah. to go. Like that yeah. to me, I and I know I've met Earl. Earl is he's one of them one of them good old Kentucky boys that you you love hanging out with the guy because he's the nicest guy in the world and he's fun and mm-hmm. he's funny. And it's that trickled down to all of them. And it's just you, I, you can't even fathom that. And he's got, you know, his nieces and, that, like, Tommy's kids mm-hmm. and his sister's kids and all of them. Like, Uncle Nick's gone. Like, I can't even begin to fathom that. Right. And especially with, like, the last two weeks here. Like, yep. I can't I can't even begin to think about that. Yeah. I, like, I have no frame of reference. I, I can't even – I can't even be a good support no. for anybody like that. I mean – Like, I really can't. We, we definitely want to be. And, again, if we yeah. can be, we, we will be. Uh, we're coming up on an hour. Let's yeah. go ahead and close this out. But before I do the, uh, before we close out, I've actually got something I want to read. Um, just kind of a dedication to him. Yeah. I didn't write this in any shape, way, or form. Um, and I actually couldn't tell you who wrote this because several people can claim to it. Um, but this is definitely for you, Nikki, um, and for everyone else that's going through a situation like yes. this with various people out there. Um, I hope this takes some comfort. But for you, Nikki, I'm going to read this. It's a poem called I'm Free. Don't grieve for me, for now I'm free. I'm following the path God laid for me. I took his hand when I heard his call. I turned my back and left it all. I could not stay another day to laugh, to love, to work, to play. Tasks left undone must stay that way. I found that peace at the close of the day. If my parting has left a void... Then fill it with remembered joy. A friendship shared, a laugh, a kiss. Ah, yes, these things I too will miss. Be not burdened with times of sorrow. I wish you the sunshine of tomorrow. My life's been full. I savored much. Good friends, good times, a loved one's touch. Perhaps my time seemed all too brief. Don't lengthen it now with undue grief. Lift up your heart and share with me. God wanted me now. He set me free. So to you, Nikki, we raise our cups, and I say to you, this is your year. This is for you. Thanks, Nikki.
Well, now that I've depressed everybody. Yeah, now that depressed. So I'll leave it. I'll, I'll leave it on a slightly funnier. I'll leave it on a, on a lighter note. Um, Will we'll talk about Moto? I'm going to talk about that Moto Three crash real quick. Oh, oh what the hell was that? What was that? I call that Simon Says Storm. Is what I call that. Actually, apparently oil was on the track, but I saw that. Yeah, I no, that looked like oil. It was oil on the track, but I looked at it. and I was like, that, no, it's not coolant because they run strict water in there. Yeah, but I was like, what is this? Simon Says. You know like, what it reminded seriously. me of? Huh? A herd of fainting goats. Oh God! That's <laughs> what I was, yeah, like that. Cra- I, that's the crazy. I, I don't even know if I wanted to. I, um, I, would, I want to corner work a GP. I was told you. I was like, "What the fuck happened there, yeah. dude?" <laughs> you texted me, and I was like, "I saw it." I was like, "It's got to be oil on the track." But oh. I was just like, "What the." F- that was the most, like, that was a junkyard in that freaking corner. <laughs> I was the, like, there's 15 bikes like, down. There's one, two, three, four. Well, I, the, I lost the, 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 the guy in dude that got his ankles chopped. Yeah. Oh, trying to get up. Just yeah. Like, yeah. The guy in That's third, the guy. I don't remember who, who yeah. was what, but third goes down first, and then second, and then Fanati in front goes yeah, that down. that was weird. And then, oh, yeah, was and then when Fanati yeah. goes down, you can see... It's like, holy shit! He jumps up and he's running through, and you can, it's like, you know, when they showed the video later, yeah. it's like, oh fuck. Everybody's down. <laughs> yeah. like, I still got a chance! There's one guy that made through. Yeah. 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 And the funny thing is, I'm looking at it and I go, come on, okay, that's a corner worker issue because they didn't <laughs> spot the oil, and I'm like, wait a minute, come on, this is GP. Well, you know, right. even in the corner, they had to bring. Bring the fire extinguishers, bring no. the stretchers, bring everything. No, it was like, down. You, were pick, you were picking bikes up with a dump truck <laughs> on that one. I was like, are you kidding me right now? I saw that, I was like, holy shit. We need a snow slide out here. Yeah, we need a snow slide. We got to clear these bikes out pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. Now, I see one guy on the track. Yeah, <laughs> which caused that wreck was was pretty hairy itself. Mm-hmm. You know, with going over the bars, yeah. head down on the pavement. Getting hit, yeah, yeah that, that was a pretty hairy. But they was you should have they should have spotted that quicker. But they found it later. Right. But anyway, <laughs> if anything, they all gave us something to talk. about. Yeah, they gave us something to talk about. But that was definitely Simon Says. Yeah, I had to watch that video like five times. Like, yeah, is this real? Yeah, because yeah, I was I, when I looked at yeah when I looked at it first, I was like, okay, everybody's on the same tire. Everybody's going in there at the same kind of clip, so I guess the t- everybody's tire just kind of went right there. Wait a minute, is that where Rossi went down already? No, he went down at the back end of the track. All right, <laughs> no, because that's they scrubbed it down. That's that's coming out of the Dunlop Hill. He crashed over on the backside, over oh. in the chicane area. No, I'm no, you're fine. But it's just like, come on, guys. Like, where's the, and again, me being the corner worker, I spot this a lot quicker than most people because I'm just like. Where's the cleanup crew? Where's the radios? Come on. Call this shit in. What's wrong right. with you people? Shut this down. We don't have this. But we did get something funny to end the show on. Yeah, we did. But, All right. So let, let's end the show. Yeah. Because um, we're going to we're gonna talk about this and we need to go We'll talk this. about this. Join us again next week. Um, we are going to actually continue our two-part series, Brat to the Future. Brat! Two. Um, starting in the 80s. Yes. Starting with the 80s. And we're going to make our way to the 90s. Probably the best time ever. So excited. Time. I mean, he sat on his hands. He did. Time. He was oh, so there. excited. Was like, get there. Get there. That and then we went, no, yeah. we're all too drunk. <laughs> so we we're going to do that next week. Who was too drunk? And guess what happens? I could have kept going. What happens in two episodes? In two episodes, we have 55 and we have the party. Yep. We Are can't drive. races? Yes, there will 55. be. 55. There will be. We can't ride pit 55. Pit bike races. And hot yes. dogs. Yes. And hot dogs. So we're going to start sending out more information I'm about that home. real soon. No chili dogs. I'm taking it home. Whoa. I mean, you get chili yeah. dogs, but <laughs> I'm not going to find that funny. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I just got food poisoning. Never mind. <laughs> so that's coming up in two weeks. Yes. Um, so as always, if you got any questions, if there's anything you want to say about Nikki yourself, um, I apologize. I don't know what's going on with my phone. I couldn't see anybody's. Uh, we'll go through the we'll go through the messages yeah, we'll and everything, through. and it's we'll, been, we'll it's figure been it out. Really weak the whole time. Well, yeah, yeah well, it's been kind of a somber show. Yeah, but I mean that being said, um, if you're listening to us on the podcast on iTunes or Google Play or whatever else that you're listening to, um, if you want to <laughs> say something, either get on the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, to some way. Um, or call us. Yeah. 2625-GO-RIDE. That's right. 2625-GO-RIDE. Leave us a voicemail. Send me a text message. We, we get text messages through it. Too. Yeah. I text him all the time. He does. It's kind of weird, kinda actually. Stop sending me pictures of his... Anyway. Whoa. Um, oh, that's not mine. <laughs> 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 
Those are just ones I admire. Uh, back, oh. back to form. Back to form. <laughs> yeah, now we're... Uh, was so, that Honda Hawk? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Oh, God, that was terrible. I'll put that up there. Yeah, that was, I need yeah. to stab my eyes out after that. <laughs> so, let's sign off. Um, I actually have a request because... Uh, for those who listened to the very end of last week's episode, I'd like oh, a reprise of that. God. <laughs> so, Hi, buddy. that being said, thank you for listening tonight. I'm Crystal Wingman. Daniel the Track Rat. Will the Wrench. Brandon's. That's our intro from now on. Hell <laughs> yes. And if you think you can outdo Brandon, I yes. want to hear it. Two six two five go ride. Call us. I want to hear it. I'm a loud fucker. Yeah, he is. I wouldn't know. Both of them are. (laughs) (laughs) He also makes sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the guy from Police Academy, but but come on. My kids not watching. (laughs) And uh, joining us tonight was Stephen. Stephen and off camera. Yes, we will. And uh, yeah, that's that. We'll see y'all next week. See you next week. Ready? 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 Ready?